Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. I guess what we've been talking about, too, is the fact that uh, a lot of the a lot of the other nations have modeled themselves after uh, the church that they've seen in Western, the Western church or the church in the United States or um, the church in the quote, first world countries. So a lot of the churches, other churches in other places have taken their model or taken their, uh, taken their way to build uh, after what we've built like. And I guess that's part of the thing right now is just to show them a different model or to show them how to build uh, that's that's different than what they've seen in the past. And uh, because what we're seeing and what you and I've talked about for the last 20 years is a totally different model than what we grew up with. Yeah, true. Absolutely. It's not, it doesn't even look the same. So uh, to begin, um, as Christ did, uh, you know, I'm going to show you the Father. To impart to them something as opposed just to teach them something and have uh, 12 to 25 people today. So yeah, impartation, I... impartation of both teaching is a totally, it's a totally different um, it's a totally different thing. And I guess that's, that's what you and I were talking about when we said, Hey, let's go ahead and continue this next week, you know, which is actually 10 minutes later for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, I'm just looking, I, I thought of a scripture, um, and I just couldn't see it the way. Or you're actually going to use a scripture. Well, bless your heart. I guess I better look up some too. <laughs> Um, but it's it, at one point, um, Jesus says to, he says, come and be with me, you know, um, right. come and, and, and the word follow is, <laughs> uh, is it interesting when Jesus uses the word, you know, follow me, it wasn't, um, it wasn't, it, it's an Eastern mindset of, of the word follow it's, it's relational. It's not this like, okay, you, you're in front and I'm following behind you. This follow right. was an integration of lives in living and if need be in dying as well. It's, it's like they, there was this, this, yeah. like, this, um, this close, very close connection that develops in, in the relationship. It following is not, it's way more than just, um, than just, you know, tagging along and, and trying to fulfill whatever the master teacher is telling you. It was a lot more, right. very much more integrated in that. And when Jesus says to Simon, um, do not fear from now on, you will be catching men. Um, he was saying in another translation, I think it was, he, he said, Cut. he wanted them to be with him. Come and be with me. You know, it's just like, come and, and, and the word there right. is, I'm going to be mentoring you, you know, so um, there's that deeper place 
unfortunate we haven't seen it in the modern church um, they, and i'm not saying we haven't right not happening that's not what i'm saying uh now that you know we're not saying that is that they probably are we're talking about the exception to the rule really but in general the the model that's been exported from america is one of celebrity kind of you got to be a celebrity kind of pastor you know right uh, right you have to be the celebrity leader you've got to be big otherwise it doesn't work um you know etc etc so the model is a flamboyant uh, gift yeah and we see how that works yeah if, I, huh? yeah if i'm a big enough flamboyant gift i'm gonna get people to follow me no matter what anyway so yeah. um the idea is to get enough people following that um that i can identify myself as actually a viable ministry right yeah, or exactly. viable whatever yeah and no, we think that that's influence that significance you know it's that we and that's that's you know when i looked at jesus leadership <laughs> the 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 impact he had through 12 not through the crowd the crowd crucified him it wasn't the crowd it right was, was those those 11 and their influence around them that brought transformation to the world that was his right. plan. that was his strategy and you know we we kind of missed that heartbeat in the whole thing that um that jesus came as a son accountable to those around him accountable to his father representing his father if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He came representing the Father, the Father's heart. Right. Not the Father's position, not the Father's title, but the Father's heart. Right. And he represents that to these, these 12 guys initially and ended up with 11. And, and what he imparts to them is so profound that they begin to turn the whole world upside down right when you're talking about the impartation of something uh that's what i was looking up here in, in colossians uh three let me see where is it here um 321 just says fathers provoke not your children to anger lest they be discouraged the the word provoke uh is an interesting word because it it literally is a picture that is depicting you being angry and you anger somebody else alongside you mm. so you're already in anger you already have the anger inside of you yeah and so it's to anger alongside so like when you're disciplining or when you're saying something you do it out of anger you do it out of bitterness whatever it is you're imparting that to them not just the correction or the instruction so do not provoke your children to wrath uh do not anger them alongside you do not and that's the same type of thing with with anything like what we're talking about right now as far as i'm going to show you the father i'm not going to show you uh, Christ didn't get up there and, and rebuke the disciples right away 
uh, when they were all afraid that they were going to die. He rebuked the wind and the waves. Yeah. He rebuked the storm first. And then he said, oh, you have little faith. Yeah. Uh, and that wasn't such a high rebuke at that point. I, I realized afterwards, because I thought, man, that's a nasty thing to say. But he was basically just saying to them, you know, don't you realize that I'm in the boat with you? And I already said, we're going to the other side. I mean, that's should have been, I mean, I, I thought I was showing you enough by this point, you know, that you would understand that. But so it wasn't necessarily, I'm anger, I'm angry. So now I'm going to anger you alongside me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to smack you upside the head because, because I'm mad or because I'm angry. And so the impartation of something or the spirit of something, I can give you truth because when uh, Christ was, or Satan was taking Christ around and tempting him when he was in the wilderness, he didn't tell him a lot because the authority gave him anything. It was just, you know, if you cast yourself down off this mountain, you know, there, you can go ahead and 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 talk to or uh, call for angels and of course they're going to pick you up it wasn't a lie but it was the spirit of it it was the spirit of truth it's that thing and to to realize that when satan comes most of the time is he's coming for a seed he's already planted something in there uh, christ said i've uh, satan has come and found nothing in me it, it's because satan comes back to test to see if whatever hook he said initially is still in there. He doesn't have to come and speak to you again about that thing. All he's doing is checking to see if the hook's still in you. So he's just checking to see if it's, you know, if you're still on the line, if you are, he leaves you alone to struggle with whatever it is he's already spoken that has taken hold in your life. And so he doesn't even have to do anything more. He's already got you by that one little hook and you allow it. We allow it somehow. We allow it somehow. And that's where, as, as ones who show them the Father, we're, we're supposed to help set the captive free. We're supposed to give them the light at the end of the tunnel, uh, not even the end of the tunnel, the light that it now is in where we're at. So yeah. this is who you are. This is what it's saying. Um, uh, I read a book once called Remembering People, and I don't remember the uh, author's name. But uh, there was another there was another book by another guy that was talking about how his uh, um, how why do we, we keep repeating the same thing over and over and over again? Why is it we keep falling into the same sin? Why is it we keep addictions? Why is it we keep these different things going on in our lives? It's because we identify with that. Satan comes and all he does is just tug on that little thing again, rather than identifying the fact that I am a son of the living God. That is where my foundation is set. I identify with whatever it is I just did. And now all of a sudden I'm a sinner again. I'm, I'm whatever again, because Satan has me by this hook. Well, I am an alcoholic. I am this, I am that I am whatever. No, you're not. You're a son of the living God. Old things are passed away. But see, to establish that in somebody, you can't just teach that to them. It's something that has to be removed from them by an impartation of who you actually are. Yeah. If I can't impart that, you can't learn that stuff. Yeah. It has to be imparted to you 
that's why a signet of or a seal of a even a natural father is so important in a son's life if you don't have that seal most of the time you're going to be looking that for that most of your life well that, then that's exactly what happens is that constant that constant um need for for affirmation and approval right. you know is just constantly and, and acknowledgement they're constantly looking for that i mean it says that jesus said in in john that he said uh, you know i'm sealed of the father the son is sealed of the father and so the father right. seals in christ's life because and that's the thing we got we constantly have to be reminded of you know god didn't send his gift to the earth because he loved the earth right the world i should say not the earth but sent his his son his son to the world he sent his son not a gift right you know even though he had gifting and we see he grows up and as he grows up in favor with with god and men and wisdom and knowledge you know he grows up in all of that we know but ultimate the, the foundational element of who he was was as a son and right and that's what God sends. So why do we think that God's going to send us as a gift before he sends us as a son? Right, right. And that's where we go back to what we had talked about last Friday. <laughs> yeah, <day. laughs> yeah, which is still, yeah, it's still today. But uh, as far as he he sends the church first apostles, second the prophets, thirdly teachers. After that, or he sets in the church. Hmm. the The setting of a gift. Basically, it's not a position or a title. It's a, it's there's something he does in order of not hierarchy but priority in your life, because when you think about what an apostle does, which is set in order those things which are wanting, lacking, and coming behind. It's, it's more like somebody who is just a, an architect that has the overall plan or the view. Yeah. And you cannot do a general construction thing without somebody with a plan. Yeah. Somebody with the overall view. Same thing with the prophet. You cannot start building on something where there's still a bunch of stones, uh, an old foundation there, old footings, uh, rocks, uh, 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 roots, uh, trees. I mean, you got to get rid of whatever's there to root out, pluck up, tear down and destroy, and then begin to build and plant. Yeah. And then you send in the teacher or the builder, somebody who does the framework and sets those things up. And then you begin to see all these things come together very quickly in your life. But if you don't have that structure, if you don't have that set in there, and it's not, it's not by somebody coming in and saying, okay, now we're going to teach this. Okay, now we go through this type of life and the identity with you and your father at that point. And it's not, it's not just an instruction. It's an impartation of life to you. That's what changes us. It's not just me knowing something different or knowing something stronger. It's an actual impart. I, probably Paul said it that way. He said, I come to you not just to impart to you something I know or some spiritual thing, but 
my own soul also. I want to give you something of the thought, the intent, the purpose, the motive behind all this too, which is my my soul. I want to give to you something more than just the words that I'm speaking. I want to show you how it's changed my life. I want to give to you something more than just these words. And so to be able to do that, it's got to be relational. It's got to be something that uh, we have to be able to um, walk together or at least converse every now and then to have that type of a, have that type of relationship. So anyway, is that, is that kind of what you were thinking when you said, Hey, I want to go ahead and continue this or deep dive into that or is that? Yeah, this foundational element of, of the impartation in, in sonship. So the father-sonship principles of, uh, that, we, that we, we find, you know, I mean, we've got all sorts of weird and wonderful things going on in the world, and we can address all the myths and mysteries. And, um, right. But, but really just the foundational element that, you know, and just what you're touching on is that impartation. Because Jesus goes to the disciples, each of them, and he says, follow me. Right. And, and we have this idea that, again, is that we have this idea that Jesus was saying, uh, you know, come, I'm, I'm the leader, you come and follow me and uh, be my staff, you know, and, and now you sort of kind of pick up what I'm doing. But it, it, was, it was so much more intense, so much more deliberate than that, so much more determined, um, so much more committed to a relational building of, of these, this team around him, not for him uh, just to accomplish a ministry, but to accomplish a purpose. And that purpose was them. Right. <laughs> so the, the whole purpose was to reassemble. Well, Paul, Paul said that too. Yeah. Paul said that too, follow me as I follow Christ. So but that's what I, I was going to just mention that scripture. So good point. Because he said, imitate me, which is copy me or, or um, um, follow the, the pattern that I right. of, of Christ that I follow. So he's going, all right, I, I'm getting it from Christ. You're okay to get it from me because that's what I'm going to impart to you, Christ. And I was thinking of this in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 4, verse 17. And he, he, he says to the the well, that's what he says. He says, I exhort you, therefore, verse 16, be imitators of me. Um, and the, the, the therefore is because of verse 15, which says, for in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. So um, the originator of, of their insights, their, their growth, etc. That's what it means. It, it didn't say, I've become the source of your life. That's not... And right, all. right. This is, therefore, be imitators of me. Um, and another translation says, as I imitate Christ. For this reason, I've sent to you Timothy, who is my beloved and faithful child in the Lord. And he will remind you of my ways, which are in Christ, in Christ, just as I teach everywhere in every church. So Timothy um, understood that he had seen this in, in Paul. And he was reflecting this in turn wherever he went uh, and reminding them, not, not by his right. teaching, but, but um, reminding them by how he was, who, how he was with them of, of Paul's ways, right. which are in, in Christ. 
And I think that's where we've got to not get the thing mishandled is that Paul's talking about, he'll remind you of my ways that are in Christ. So Right, uh, right. Well, that whole word as far as son, you're my, you are my beloved son in the faith, or you are my son, uh, like he says to Titus and Timothy, and like he said right there in that verse you just quoted or read, uh, you know, this is my child. Uh, it, it's the word technion or technon, which, yeah. which literally means one as produced by a seed. So this is a person, I'm showing you somebody here who's been produced by a seed of the living God. Uh, so follow, you know, follow him because he's, he's followed me around. He has the same seed I've got. He's got the same, he's got the same DNA. He's got the same thing that brought him life, brought me life, brought him life. So yeah. you, you have the capability or you have the ability to be able to follow him because we got the same thing. And uh, basically he's my co-laborer. He's my fellow servant. He's my whatever. I mean, he's got it the same as I do. So please follow him or please listen to him. Uh, it's not a lesser than or greater than it's a, it's a, he's got the same impartation of the same spirit of life I've got. So you have the, you can listen to him. Yeah. And I think that that's, in, we, we've got two extremes that I've seen over the years is that one is that somebody goes as a son representing the man or we've got a son representing himself right so both are dysfunctionalities in the body of christ and right the, the fact of the matter is it's not representation as a son of god jesus didn't come representing the sanhedrin <laughs> he didn't even come representing john the baptist who's well, right sorry true yeah so he, he no i didn't say anything yes uh, no, you just, um you just uh, froze there a little bit so um but he he went to john the baptist's school um where john the baptist was teaching what the kingdom of god is about and so jesus right. out of that school and he that's so he preaches exactly the same message as john the baptist but he doesn't rep he, he doesn't come representing John the Baptist. He's representing his father in heaven. And, and I think that's what we need to understand. There, there was this relationship between Timothy and, and Paul, which was obviously a, a solid relationship because Paul trusts him as, as his beloved. And the, the, these are terms of endearment as a beloved and faithful um, son in the lord and he will remind you of my ways which are. so he trusted him to to carry out this apostolic um process of of laying these foundations within the context of and again you, you'll notice he doesn't talk about structure but he talks about his ways which are how he works right how, what he reflects to people how he how he reflects within the house, um, within the community of God. And so, um, and, and that is, this is, as I teach uh, in everywhere, in every church. So Paul was somebody that just really 
was very stable. His character was, was visible and visible enough to have imparted to Timothy something that Timothy could impart to others. And I think that's right. what we, but we, I don't think we should ever be in the place where we, where we think that we have to, where we can represent ourselves or that we have to represent a man. <laughs> Just like, um, does that make sense? Right. What says, yeah, well, yeah, Christ even said that. He said, if you, if, if somebody comes in their own name or even in the name of somebody else, you'll receive them. Yeah. But for some reason, when I come saying I come not of myself, but I come bearing the one who sent me, you don't receive me. Yeah. And uh, the same type of thing right now, if I come in my own name uh, or I come in the name of somebody else, uh, it's it's almost more likely we are to be received if I come to you in the name of the church of first Hamahama or whatever, you know, I mean, uh, the, the first church of the assemblies of, of whatever, um, then then all of a sudden uh, coming into to you from the name of something you already know from the name. But if I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, and I, I'm coming not to present myself for some reason, it's not as you know, people are more reluctant to, to follow that for some reason, or not, not just follow that, but to even listen. Yeah. And um, I don't know why that is, but it, I, well, I guess Christ said that. <laughs> I mean, that's, he, that's just the way he said it's going to happen. So, um, you know, I don't know why I would think there'd be any different than that, but yeah anyway. I, I i i you know i really believe that that there are um there are people there are men and women um representing the father's heart um that really give an impartation of his heart right to, to um to to the people around them it's again it's not about information i'm sure they they can teach. They do teach the principles. But more than that, they live the principles. Right. <clears throat> and, and that's the thing is, when you know, that script you're talking about, um, fathers do not provoke your children. You know, it's just, uh, to me, that was, that's a principle of the, uh, my, the, the American, what is this? The new American Standard Bible version says, exasperate don't exasperate your children oh yeah that's good and the, and the, I'll just the verb means to irritate or frustrate someone intensely right wow wow and and so you know is that that is a principle i you know we need to look at and say am i irritating am i nickling peeving provoking riling the people around me through my moods through my you know i'm the boss I did this thing the other night. I was talking on one of my podcast episodes on the other podcast. And it's just like, um, it's not I'm I'm right because I'm the boss. It's like, I'm the boss, therefore I'm right. Right. <laughs> you know, and that's sort of the, I'm the leader, I'm the pastor, I'm the prophet, therefore I'm right. It, just, it doesn't matter what you think, I'm right. And that's not the way we handle that exasperates people. So we, you know, we, if we look at, these principles of fathering um, 
is that we, we are clear on being a model and being a mentor. That's what Paita right. means. Paita as a, as a, um, as a, in the Greek word means to be a model and a mentor. Wow. It just, okay. Right there. I just find people, a lot of people do not have um, the confidence or the competence to walk in that. You know, just being kind of honest here, am I cutting off a lot? Because yeah, I noticed my internet's kind of unstable. Yeah. That's okay. Oh, uh, sorry about that. Um, what I've had a tendency to notice is that um, I don't pursue relationships. I, I never have been that way to pursue that type of thing. Um, if, if I'm thinking about that person or if, I, if something is brought to my mind about that person, I'll go ahead and call and I'll share, uh, you know, like with you and stuff like that. I mean, I don't feel like I have to chase our relationship or pursue it. It's there. Yeah. Um, same type of thing with a lot of people. Um, I don't, I'm not trying to pursue or make something happen if it's there it's there uh and, and you know it's there and and, you, and you're securing it maybe that's what i'm trying to say yeah. and that's the same type of thing with with like paul and timothy it was something that was just there it was something that was that was put in there by god and they recognized that relationship and therefore both of them drew on that and and begin to do their part in that relationship whatever that meant and um, uh, thereby, just like Timothy would as a young man, I would be drawing as much as I could from Paul. In fact, if Paul was around right now, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be over there trying to find out as much as I could, you know, just about what did you really learn on the backside of the wilderness? You know, what, what is it that Christ spoke to you? Uh, I know you didn't meet him in person, but what is it that changed your life from arguing daily in the temple to finally coming to a place where I'm not trying to convince you of anything, but now in demonstration of the spirit and power, how did you get there? What happened? You know, how did that, how did that change of perspective happen in your life? And just to be around him and to watch how he moved with people would be a totally different, it'd be a life changing thing because that's, but like you said earlier, uh, and you just, it, you kind of flew by it, which is fine because you and I understand what we're talking about, but just because we have, a, somebody has a relationship doesn't mean you're going to get anything out of it unless you draw out of them. Right. The well is deep. Yeah. Who can get whatever's in there? Well, there's, unless you have something to draw with, unless you draw it out, counsel is bound up in the heart of man but a man of understanding will draw it from them so to realize that that's that's what we do when we're around one another or around somebody or if i like with a paul i'm gonna i'm gonna draw out of that relationship I'm not tapping that person but tapping into the christ 
tapping into Christ that's in them, knowing that they've been through stuff that I haven't, and I need that portion of my life. So I'm going to draw that out of them. And so there's a, it's like a tap being turned on or a faucet being turned on. As long as that faucet's turned on, I'm going to be under the spout getting whatever it is I need. And it's not for recognition from Paul. It's so that I can get imparted to me the same thing that he's had imparted to him. And it's not just the teaching of it. It's the, it's the impartation of just being around and getting, getting what they have, the spirit of it, the life of it. That's right. Yeah, where, where so will a, we go? Because you've got the, the words of life, you know, just like, and that's, I, I mean, right. different context, but, but, you know, that's what the disciples recognize. You know, they recognize that what, that Jesus was mentoring them in something profound. And, right. and like, you've got it. So, yeah, we're not leaving. I mean, where do we go? Where where do we go to get this? You know, we, there is right. nowhere else to go. I, I always believe that, and it's true. It, it's like <laughs> I I will invite, I will make myself available three times. <laughs> I will like attempt three times to connect with somebody. But if there's nothing there, you know what? I don't. I'm not gonna make this work because if I make it work, I've always got to make it work. If, if I've got to right. convince somebody, Jesus walked past people, you know, walked past Matthew and said, follow me. You know, he walks past a scam artist right. and he leaves him thinking about this. Like, what are you going to do with this? Follow me. And he, again, it wasn't like, okay, just come and, um, you know, follow me around wherever I'm going and be my little slave. He, that wasn't what Jesus was saying. He said, come and be with me in the same way that I'm traveling. In other words, come and and be connected to me get let's and he would engage them at that right. level of of um of commitment and and relationship so uh he's following you know he would leave it with them and they would choose whether they're going to or not i'm, I'm wondering how many others he told follow me and they didn't i'm thinking of uh, of the of the rich young ruler you know <laughs> it's just like um he challenged a massive limitation in his life and said, if you do this and follow me, there's going to be, there's a, there's a purpose to all of this. And, and while well, some say it was Barnabas, I don't know, but you know, the bottom line is, is that the guy walked away sorrowful because he wanted to, but the, the cost was too high. And, and so there's always a price to pay to pursue purpose in in each other's lives for that impartation you know one guy sat with me one day and he said you must write a book about all this and so i can read it i said that's the problem that's why i don't write a book because um you will take the knowledge of it and use the knowledge for your benefit but you need to take why don't you take time and come and get the impartation of it Come and be with me. You know, it's just I don't want right. to just give out knowledge. I right. want, you know, that doesn't serve anybody. You know, so um, there are three levels to access people, and that's influence, blessing, and then accountability or governmental level, and where there's a responsibility and accountability to each other. So many times we connect with people. I mean, and it's just blessing first, blessing first, then influence, and then governmental level or an accountability level. So, you know, is that sometimes we just connect with people for a blessing. 
that's fine. I just bless them. I give them whatever I can for as much as I can in, in the time that they allow me to give it to them. But then it moves to another place where they now begin to pursue, they, they measure, and those measures are never you. They're measured by the person following or, you know, and following in the word um, joining um, as in a relationship. And, and so, you know, they, they then measure, okay, I want influence. In other words, influence now is at a level of more consistent, more commitment, more responsibility uh, to spending time. I, when people say, look, I want to spend time with you, I say, well, you cannot spend time with me once now and then six months time and get something. You're not gonna, it's not going to happen. I said, this has got to be regular. Even if we sit, like you and I, every week we get on, even if we don't have anything to say, well, we always do. But I mean, is that even if we don't have anything to say, is that we will, you know, you'll talk to me about whatever, you know, and I talk to you about whatever, but we just sharing. But there's still that relational building. There's that impartation. There's something taking place about who you are, who I am, that we have this, mutual interaction, personal interaction that builds itself, builds each other up. It's not necessary that right. you've got to teach me or I've got to teach you. And generally we end up there anyways. It's like, hey, I, you know, this is something on my heart or what? I mean, we don't even talk like that. We just start talking and it just begins to flow. And, and there's this like mutuality that grow, has grown in our relationship over the years. But I really believe when it comes to influence, Influence is not a place of, of um, okay, here and there, and you know, I've got this. It's actually taking time to say, all right, I am scheduling with you a regular time. I'm, and that's right. what I did to that to that that gentleman that affected my life so much back in in, in the early years of my of of my ministry life and leadership. You know, I insisted that we meet every single month. And we did. We for 15 years we met every single month, and and wow. uh, and it was he, he would take time. Very few people did it, you know. But he would take time, two hours a month, three hours. Sometimes we talked for four hours, you know. We would sit over lunch, and and he would just um, we would just talk, and he would allow me to share my heart and reflect it back to me. He was a great mentor in that sense. So. Um, you need that regular defined thing. There has to be discipline in it. That's really what I'm trying to say. But then it gets to the place where there's accountability. Now is that we, we there's this, and I, 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 I honestly believe, you know, if I look at my, my sons and I, we have a, a mutual accountability. You know, it's just like they hold me accountable the things that I say, things that I do, and I hold them accountable. So there's a responsibility. Accountability breeds responsibility. So now there's this accountability of people in your life that hold you to your character, right. hold you to substance, hold you to what are you reflecting? Are you reminding of the ways or you remind? what are you reminding people of? You know, how are you with people? How, what are you doing? Where are you going? How's your character? You know, so... There's that, that next level. And now 
that can operate from individual to groups to to various areas and i think that that's just wisdom that's how jesus did it i mean he had that's how you worked with people in in relationally yeah there's a, a friend of mine uh i actually have a couple of those by the way um in case you were wondering but um uh <laughs> we were talking about this the other day and and he said you know there was a certain time in our life when when both of us sold everything that we had and we went to a certain place uh in order to have that type of training in order to have that type of equipping in order to be around something that would impart to us what it is that we were looking for we weren't we weren't looking for a relationship uh, with a man particularly, but we were looking for an impartation of what of what we knew to be truth at that point. Yeah, yeah. And so, but we sold everything we had, moved our families halfway across the country uh, to be a part of something and to be a part of that, uh, to get that impartation. And he, uh, he was kind of lamenting to the fact, uh, lamenting that the fact that there are very few right now that do that, you know, that would, would, for the sake of impartation or the sake of whatever, would even give up that hour a month, would even give up that four hours a month, uh, would even give up uh, even your own life to move halfway across the country, even for a season of time, uh, just to have that impartation um, because that'll change your life. That impartation changes your life, regardless of, of what all happened, regardless of anything else that took place, regardless of some of the bad stuff that happened. Um, the impartation of what Christ did because of that obedience of our own heart, he imparted to us so much more than what we could have ever imagined. And it wasn't just about what we know, know when we came out of that. It's about who we are and who we've become. Yeah. And that's what, that's what we were kind of talking about is the fact that very few will lay down their life right now to make that draw or to make that step. Because uh, it says that Christ sets in the church um, members as it has pleased him. Yes. So members in the body. So it doesn't it doesn't talk about he sets you in the country where you have a job. It doesn't say, um, you know, he sets you in the country uh, where it is that he wants you to live and the type of house you want to live in. He says it. He sets the members in the body as it has pleased him. Where do you fit right now as a bone in the body? Where is it that you're supposed to be? Which bones are you supposed to be with? What bone is it that you fit with? Is there some place that you know right now has marrow in life? Then get there. Yeah. It may be just for a season of time. It doesn't matter at this point, the impartation or that what those bones do when they come together, they begin to give life to one another. That's so much more important for the rest of your life than just a job or a place to live or anything else because that has eternal purpose as opposed to just a job that has just a insignificant amount of time uh, that'll give us a place to live and give us whatever and um, but to realize that there are so few right now that'll lay down their life or their idea or their whatever 
to go and be a part of something else like that. Um, it was just interesting to me to look at that and, yeah. and say, I haven't seen too much of that. Yeah, no, you don't see it today. I mean, you just, you just don't, you don't see that kind of, you know, that kind of commitment to, to receiving an impartation anymore. You just don't, you don't, receive, no. you don't hear of it, you know. And, you know, I, I understand that, that a lot of people have been hurt and burnt and whatever else. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I understand. change the principle. That's the thing. And the principle right. of it does work, you know. And um, we've, we've got to begin to uh, get back to the grassroots level of, of how this works, you know. So there are those, right. there are those men that will reflect the Father to you and will will grow in that process of um, with you in the process of blessing influence and accountability um, and will will definitely have an impact on your life I, you know right. I, but the thing is you know I th don't you think that many Steve there's many guys are looking for or they're looking for ministry rather than for character that's right yeah you know, or what can you do to promote my gifting? I know yeah. I'm a, I know I'm a teacher, therefore I've got to teach, yeah. you know, instead of I'm a son of God, I need to, I need to learn how to become a son. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I don't know all that yet. I, I need, I need what it is that you, I can see as a son of God, I can see that in your life. I need the impartation of that. Yeah. And uh, as opposed to just following a gift or an anointing, boy, that guy there has a great gift of an apostle. So, you know, I want to get that. So I'm, now I'm going to, or I'm going to go lay down on the bones of, of Elisha, you know, because I want to be a prophet, you know, or whatever. Uh, it's not that. It's not a gift. It's not an anointing. It's, it's a matter of a life-changing, a life-changing process. And can I, can I get someplace where, can I get into the body where I fit? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that was, that's the thing is like, can I, rather than a meeting, can I get into, right. can I get into a place where I relationally can fit? Right. Right. No. Cause as it has pleased him, he yeah. sets the members in the body as it has pleased him. Right. So is it pleasing to him? the relations that I've got right now. I'm sure it is to some degree, but you know, is, is there some place else I'm supposed to be or someplace else I'm supposed to hook up with or not right now? I don't see that, but um, it doesn't mean that that won't happen again. Exactly. It just means for now. Um, but I, we did, I mean, we sold everything that we had in, and move to a certain place to be a part of, or to get the impartation of that. Yeah. And uh, I know you guys have done the same thing. Um, I, I know quite a few people that have done that, but it just seems like right now it's, it's hard to find people that, that actually would do that right now, <laughs> as far as I fit right here. This is who I fit with. This is who we're supposed to journey together with. This is who we're supposed to walk together. Let's do this. Yeah. And um, 
we have a hard enough time. We have a hard enough time just getting on here on Friday. <laughs> I can imagine leaving, you know, leaving your whole country or leaving your whole wherever and going to be a part somewhere. And I know you've done that with several different ministries, with several different places. Uh, moving here the first time you did that. Yeah. Uh, you, you guys moved here from South Africa and the whole ministry blew up and you end up over in England or someplace, um, you know, but it's just like, okay, I'm going here, but, but your heart was to follow Christ in, in a relational aspect of something. And you were still looking for that city whose builder and maker were, was God. And even though that city that you got to blew up, you know, it, it was still, you were looking for a city whose builder and maker was God, because you'd had that before you knew what would, that was like, um, you know, with that. So, and you knew how important it is in our lives to have something like that. And, and, you know, it was life changing for me. And, you know, that's the thing is I didn't realize how much until after, you know, he passed away, but, but, you know, it was, it was life altering. I remember the day, he, he, early early in our relationship he calls me one day and says let's meet um i'm going to meet at your place down at the beachfront you know so i i run down there i was still wearing suits in those days nice charismatic suits so i've got my suit on and i run down to the like a coffee shop nicely positioned on the beachfront and i really want to impress him you know so i book a table at this like fancy coffee shop and uh and so i i uh, I was so excited and, and uh, he arrives and uh, so he says, where are you? You know, so I said, well, I'm here. So he goes, no, no, come to the, on the other side of the road, which is where the beach was. So I go there and here he is and he's like in shorts, you know, slops and a t-shirt and, yeah. uh, and so I look like this and he, he looks at me and he goes, what's wrong with you? You know, and I go, sorry. And he says, <laughs> Uh, I said, I've got a place, but nice. It's a nice day. He takes out his beach mat, his little umbrella, and uh, wanders over down onto the beach, rolls out his mat, puts up his little umbrella, takes off his shorts, and he's got his bather on, and takes off his shirt, puts some suntan lotion, and he lays there on his mat, you know. Here I'm sitting in my suit with a tie, man, and I'm like, what am I doing? You know, what happens if somebody sees me? You know, just like, and um, he, he looks at me and he goes, brother, you need to get delivered. <laughs> and I took off my tie and then I undid my collar and I rolled up my sleeve, took off my jacket and rolled, took off my socks and shoes and sat there. And we, and we sat there for maybe, I don't know, two, three hours just talking, you know. And I'm telling you, Steve, it was like something had set me free. Uh, you know, right there, that right. that stereotypical suit and tie thing was gone, and uh, you know, I never ever <laughs> went there again, except when I had to. Um, so you know, you go, oh, you know, it's not a big. It was a big thing to me because that's how I saw you've got to do it. I was in a beach town, a little beach town, and um, I was trying to impress people, and I wasn't, you know, really wasn't impressing anybody. And right. so that was like one thing that he, he did, simple little thing set me free from a spirit of religion, you know? So, yeah. And then, like you say, you know, that was like the context that I, or the, the, 
the standard, if you may, the, the blueprint of what I saw could be, you know, or, and it wasn't perfect. Listen, right. you know, no way in any way perfect, but it was the blueprint, blueprint of what I could see. And, and I measured so many relationships by that measure and oddly, I, well, I didn't find it, you know, I didn't find anybody that was prepared to, to give time, to be interested, to be present, right. to be patient, to, uh, to challenge things like that. You know, I remember we went to a conference once and, and um, we, uh, it was this big church in Johannesburg, big church, thousands of people. And, uh, and he, he was well known, you know, and so we got, I got there, but I'm, I went up with him as, as part of his eldership team. So I never, ever tried to exalt myself, you know, above that. I, as far as I was concerned, I was a son of God, but part of, part of the, the family, you know, I'd never tried to be the right. outstanding one. And so we went up as eldership. And so we all go sit down together in this row of seats. And, and his elders were the elders of that, the fellowship that he was a, a, a co-elder um, were very gracious with me. They, they were so wonderful, you know. And anyway, so, um, and they knew because they, they had that relationship with him and they were encouraging my relationship with him. And that was really right. outstanding. You know, it was really profound. But we went and sat in, in the row because we, we couldn't get a place. We were sitting at the back. So next thing, the, the guys whose ministry this was, the pastor, he, I see him whispering to one of his runners, you know, the runner comes, the deacon, you know, comes running down the aisle, running, running, and up to up the, up the sort of embankment and comes down, and he whispers to, to this man's ear, you know, and he says, uh, pastor says you can come and sit up on the platform with him so he says uh, tell the pastor i'm here with my guys and uh, uh you know that if they come i come <laughs> so, so he runs back and whispers in the pastor's ears like, <laughs> see him looking over at us like this and you can see he's thinking about this and he goes um he's telling him to come you know all and we all ended up sitting on on a front row but he would not leave us um, for that seat of prominence without taking us. Right. And, uh, and I, you know, my, my respect grew like immensely for him in that moment, you know, because it was, uh, he made me feel significant. You know, it wasn't just like, right. okay, yeah, look, they acknowledging, they, you know, they recognize me. So, oh, sorry, boys, you wait here. I'm off. You know, it was like, it's either us or nobody, you know, and uh, right. I, I just, it, it was profound. It was uh, profound. The, the, the principle that I learned in that has, has ramifications beyond that for me in, in how right. I view people around me, how I review my but relationship. See, you, observed, you observed it. You weren't taught that in principle. You no. observed who he was no. and who he was, was imparted to you, not not just what he knew yes. and that's i guess that's the difference is the is i'm going to impart to you who i am just like christ said i'm not i'm not coming here to just give you words <laughs> you know or paul said i didn't come to you with enticing words of men's wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and power i'm going to demonstrate stuff to you 
exactly. I'm going to demonstrate to you the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. So, and you can't do that. I guess you can do that through video to some degree. And of course you work with what you work with. I mean, this is what we've got to work with now. So this is what right. we work with, yeah. but um, it, it's so much, it's so much easier uh, to do this stuff in person uh, with somebody because yeah. then there, uh, I had a young man move down here uh, several years ago. He, he and his family moved down here uh, just to be a part of whatever it was we were doing. And, and frankly, we weren't doing anything at the time. I was going from different house group to house group and, and I was invited, you know, different places, but we always went together, you know, he, and sometimes his wife and family and whatever. But the, the most important thing was the time that we spent together on the way there or on the way back or during the week. It wasn't at those particular meetings. It was what, what did you go through while this was going on? You know, what were you feeling? What did you see was lacking and coming? I mean, not, you know, uh, falling behind in this area. What, you know, but to impart that type of stuff to them was so much more important of the, you know, the, the um, debriefing, so to speak, afterwards, uh, or even on the way down was so much more important than the meeting itself. Because the meeting wasn't the, the meeting, meeting wasn't the objective. Right. It was, <laughs> what, it was what they needed at the time, you know, was the most important thing. And, that, and that's the so. thing, you know, it's like what we spoke about, not last week, and now last week, now this week's episode, last week's episode. I but see. The previous, the previous week's episode, we spoke about relationship, the key, the key fundamental of of building the kingdom of God, which is relationships, and and uh, and we spoke about that, and that is always the, should be the objective. Jesus focused on the relationship because he knew the purpose that he wanted to accomplish, and he had to accomplish that through people. Not right. with students, but pe people that were related to him. Because when the crisis comes in John right. chapter 21, it was the relationship that saved, saved the whole strategy in the crisis. And, you know, if, right. you, if you look around right now, I mean, you know, in, in our country, we are, you know, I don't even know what it's going to look like. We, we are now a week ahead what's going to happen in the next week in our country i you know it's so much is happening so fast and there's a there's a crisis developing in our country and um what is going to be important somebody standing up and and being able to preach or somebody that's actually imparting to another generation who can carry right. what's, what's necessary you know uh, because i think about right. It's just recently we had a situation where a celebrity guy um, falls into into uh, adulterous relationship. You know, his his influence is, is is amazing, and yet something is missing that he's he can get away with it, and well, though not forever, but gets wow. I don't. How does a guy think like that? I mean, he's a celebrity guy. Everybody's looking at him and he thinks he can run off with a young chickie and and have an affair I, it just doesn't make sense to me but um i don't yeah, they didn't him. even give her the right name she I didn't even that. know his true name oh uh, right yeah he was trying to get a 
slip around. But anyway, the fact of the matter is, how do you think you're going to get away with it? I mean, it's just like, it's, right. you're a celebrity, your face is everywhere, you know? But um, we we always looking for that because the question, the question we got to ask ourselves is what do we want? What is our agenda? Right. If we're pursuing somebody, right. what is our agenda? Are we looking to right. be promoted? Are we looking for ministry opportunity? Are we looking to be able to, if I go with them, I'll be able to prophesy at meetings or are you prepared? Are you looking to say, I'm prepared to sit around a fire or, or, and just listen, I'm prepared to be challenged. I'm prepared to, right. Be offended. I'm, I'm I'm prepared to hear the hard stuff. I'm 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 prepared to to embrace a, a mindset change, a life change, a transformation. I'm prepared to do it because if you don't if you don't win the battle within you, the transformation doesn't come to the rest of the world. That's all there is to it. Right. That's true. That's and true. So I, I'd rather. Yeah, I think I would like. Uh, I would. Want to Sorry, go ahead. I know. Go on. I was going to say I'd I'd rather I would rather go to a place like on the beach and learn how to be a son on the beach than to you know just go someplace and learn how to expose my gift more. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Did that right. cut out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. No, no, that's that's perfectly right. And that's, that's fathering, you see. That is true reflection of the heart of the father. Because the heart of the father is who you are, not about what you do. Right. And, and if we understand that principle, I'd rather be hanging with somebody that will, that will teach me the truths, that will teach me the principles that will uh, inspire me to be more than just my gifting, more than just doing more, but to be more to be more with my family, to be more as a, as a man or a, or, a, or a daughter or wife or whatever the story is, but to be more. Somebody who's going to value me as significant. And, you know, that's, right. that, that to me, yeah, I agree. And, and I want to say this, you know, to, to our relationship, that's exactly what it's been about. You know, you, you know, um, You've never tried to up me on anything. It's just like, you know, it's like, well, hey, I know I've got more knowledge than you. I've been around longer than you. And, you know, is you, you've never, you've never done, you've, you know, you, you willingly accept my insights as much as I accept yours, you know, and, and, and there's a mutuality in our sharing. And yet there's, there's a clear understanding of our relationship, which is right. valuable and precious. We've added for, 20 years, you know, so, um, and it's grown. I mean, it didn't start here, but it's always been a growing process and, and, and it's been valuable, you know? And so, um, that's the kind of thing you're looking for. You, you know, you, you're right. looking for somebody that, that is prepared to listen to you, but impart to you, you know, at the same time, it just, yeah, that's right. important. So anyway, well, once again, that's going back to the order of Melchizedek, where you, you go into the relationship, you go, Melchizedek came to Abraham with relationship. I'm coming to give to you something of God. I'm sent by God to bring you something, which is just basically myself. 
I'm just coming here to be with you and I'm coming to bless you with whatever it is God gives me to bless you. And so it's not a matter of showing up to impart to you some <laughs> supernatural type whatever. It's just, I want to be there for you. I want to give you something of, of my heart. And uh, uh, when I leave, uh, you know, there's something just like you knew of that person, you know, the, the, the relationship was more important to you almost after they left because you begin to realize how much was really imparted to you over that period of years than, than it was while it was happening. And Absolutely. so to, yeah, to be able to experience, I had the same thing with an older gentleman um, that once I stepped out of the traditional church, uh, I, I didn't know what to do or where to go. And he had already done that. Uh, and he was in his eighties at the time. And I was probably in my early thirties, mid thirties. And um, he, he kind of took me under his wing as same type of thing, you know, and just, I mean, we'd meet for lunch, up up on a mountain somewhere you know he'd he'd drive his motorcycle up there i remember one time he rode his motorcycle up and just i was getting in the car and he i hear this voice hey steve steve can you help me well he he was kind of a short little guy and he he had this big motorcycle and he couldn't bang up it didn't have a reverse on it and so I had to help him push it, push it up the hill and get it to where he could go and get out of the parking spot he was at. But, you know, it was just fun. It was just funny little memories like that. And, and the, the things that he took me to and the, the impartation that he had into my life of just realizing that it was about, it was, it was relational as opposed to ministerial. Yes, that's, that's the point. Yeah. I think that's that's the bottom line of it. It's it's relational, not ministerial. And you know, like one guy said to me, he said, uh, "But you cannot relate to me if you don't relate to my organization." Oh, <laughs> I just like okay, that's the end of that relationship, you know, because right. it's that hoop, you know, it's that that hidden implicit expectation that right. uh, that you've got to join his thing to be. To have a relationship with him and then the bottom line is you can join whatever and you still won't get into relationship you know uh because they they just don't relate to people you know um and yeah it it was it's been <laughs> over 40 something years of walking this it's been rare to find our kind of relationship where you right. just have you know, this ability to sit down, share, talk about stuff. Everybody's too busy, too, uh, too concerned about their thing, you know, to actually have time for anybody other than themselves, you know. It's like, right. you know, just, yeah, it's really, really. And I, I, I can see how important it is that, that, and not that anybody holds your sonship, but the impartation of principles that help your sonship right. grow. That's really right. what it is is nobody holds the destiny of your sonship or in God. Nobody. Nobody right. holds your destiny. Nobody holds, no man holds your seasons and your times in their hand. No. Only God. You're a son of God. But as any equipping um, gifts will do, they will contribute to your growth, to your maturity, 
to your discovery of who you are, you know, and, yeah. and help to you. Fullness and stature in Christ. Exactly. To grow in stature, wisdom and knowledge, you know, is that, that um, growing in favor with God and men, you know, it's like, um, that's what Christ did his first 30 years of his life. And so, um, and he was spending time with his cousin, John the Baptist. <laughs> right. He's forerunner. That's what he was doing, you know. So uh, we, there is definitely value in that, is getting that impartation. And that's what we should look for. I, I, invite, I don't invite, I sometimes do, if I think there's value to it, I invite people and say, spend time with me, you know. But the first, many times, the first hint of offense that, that I say something that don't like is that that's the end of that, you know? Right, right. And, uh, and you know, it's like, prove yourself is the other one. Right. You know, like, prove yourself. I said, well, you know, the fact of the matter is I raised three sons without trying to prove myself. <laughs> Just like, right. I had to give them principles, you know, and, uh, and that's the important thing. Uh, so what is it you're looking for? You know, uh, if you're looking for ministry, if you're looking for a silver bullet, uh, not going to get it here. Right. That's the thing. Well, yeah. So thanks for being with us again. Um, I hope uh, this sort of triggers some thought in, in you. I, I just really felt, Steve, that this was a an aspect of we, we again we we don't we don't give a three part teaching to this with four points and a poem on each one. Um, you know, people go, "What are the four steps to five steps to your sonship?" You know, um, well, hunt around in what we just said for the past hour, and, and you'll find some stuff in there that that. Um, <laughs> find four points in a poem maybe i don't know it's just like we just don't do that this that's why we we talk about impartation that's why you know for us it's this is it this is what it's about and um you know uh, i'd like to look at somehow doing this i don't know this some way of doing more of the of that giving people opportunity to sit around a, a kind of virtual fireplace because we can't do fireplaces right now i can't even travel outside my state right now um, of Pennsylvania. Um, so, you know, having some kind of way that we can actually sit down and, and uh, sit around a, a fire, um, right. a campfire meeting, and, and just talk things through and just, you know, talk vision, talk whatever, talk principles, talk kingdom, talk the things. And if nothing happens, then we just eat popcorn and drink hot chocolate or something. I don't know. And if you would like to do that, please let one of us know. And even if it's just two or three more, that would be more important to us uh, than to sit down with 100 and 150. I'd just as soon sit down with two or three more on Zoom or whatever, and okay. let's just let's just knock this stuff back and forth across the net and and uh, answer the questions and and if we don't know the answer, let's look it up. Yeah. But let us know if you're interested in that because that that way then it gives us some direction not just purpose, but it gives us, um, we can do that for however long we need to do that with those who are wanting to do that. Yeah. And that's the main thing. Yeah. If, you're, if you're prepared to commit to, to some time uh, with us, uh, I mean, initially we can just jump on a, in, in the Facebook group or something like that or whatever on Facebook and right. have right. a Zoom or, or open up one of those conversation meeting rooms kind of thing. Um, we can do that and, and just have a time of, of 
talking through things initially, you know, it's just like, right. and let's take it from there. But yeah, communicate with us if, if you're interested in, uh, in spending some time with Steve and I. Uh, we, we love working, Steve and I love working together. We love sharing our hearts together. So um, if you're interested in that, we actually uh, join somebody else regularly who does that with a bunch of people, a bunch of guys and uh, a bunch of ladies um, around different places in the world. And, uh, and that's it. It's not a big group. It's just a time of sharing and talking things through. So um, if you're keen on doing that with us, um, we, we'd love to hear from you and we'll definitely make facility, but we're not going to push it. <laughs> we asking, inviting you to invite us. And that's really where it's at. All right. So thanks for being with us again. Appreciate you. Until next time, this is Sean and Steve saying God bless you.